Hello everyone, it's the King of Spain, Paul Salt here. Oh no, no, it's fine. Don't stand up. Christ. This week, owing to a technical fault, my side of the conversation was not recorded by the sophisticated, expensive piece of audio equipment positioned just in front of my face, but in fact by the cheap laptop microphone positioned just behind the sophisticated, expensive piece of audio equipment positioned just in front of my face. Consequently, I sound a bit like a war correspondent in this one. A war correspondent with a very squeaky chair that was closer to the microphone than my face was. If anything, I was interrupting it. Apologies for that, but I hope you'll enjoy our episode on Manos and the Hands of Fate, and I assure you that next week, all of our incomprehensible nonsense will be coming through as clear as a bell. Okay, what about a, a workable tagline for Manos, the Hands of Fate? I don't know if it actually had one in its original run. Okay. Oh no, it does. It has... It's shocking. It's beyond <laughs> your imagination. Okay. And... didn't even use the word hands. <laughs> A cult of weird, horrible people who gather beautiful <laughs> women only to deface them with a burning hand. Nope, that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, I was expecting that the entirety of the film and it never happened. Give these people a hand. Oh, <laughs> also, no one will be seated in the first ten minutes. How fucking cruel. <laughs> so I can't even advise <laughs> someone on a, please, show up ten minutes in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nope, you have to sit through the car bit. Or you can't have your Torgo. <laughs> it's a regular thing with these kinds of failed horror films. The car bit. <laughs> Birdemic Shock and Terror. <laughs> Blood of Dracula's Castle. Yeah, oh, that was a great car bit. Fucking car bit. Get your hands off this deity. <laughs> Thanos, see if you can get your hands on this, Thanos. <laughs> He's a bit of a handful, isn't he? <laughs> oh, that Thanos. Uh, that's the master. He's kind of handy. It's already got enough wives. Up to here with them. God, you got to get a bag out of the drawer. Not wives. <laughs> ah! Good for shopping, though. Oh, <laughs> patriarchy. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you there. All your wives. We are on the road to episode 100. It's a crazy sort of path lined with truly gut-wrenching pitfalls. Legendary bad movies that will be as difficult as they are to watch as they are really fucking horrible to watch. And we're going to find every goddamn good thing that they've got to offer. Yeah. Starting with this. Yeah. Uh, it's a five episode, so we're going to delve into the shitty past. We are, and I'm Paul Goodman, everyone. Hello. Oh, fuck. All right, that's the beginning. <laughs> and he's Paul Salt. Yep, he is. And this week, we're going back to 1966. <laughs> with Manos, the hands of Fata. That was the tagline. Ooh. Look out. <laughs> Manos, God of primal darkness, as thou hast decreed, so have I done. The hands of fate have doomed this man. Now, Paul, I don't think I've ever seen this before, but the Wikipedia for this film includes the entire film in a little player on the side yes, of it. Yes, I saw that, actually. A nice handy <laughs> link to the YouTube. Yeah, uh, it's player. it's the unrestored version. Um, I watched the high-quality Blu-ray, which is also available for free on YouTube because nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Why would you, really? <laughs> Did yours have lots of grain, or was it sleek and cool, like a 
slip into a margarita. Do you know what? Pizza. I, ca- I, I cannot remember as I was drinking margaritas at the time. Oh, you. Again, the pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> nice chilled margarita pizza. <laughs> Slides down. Slides down the gullet like a fist for a painting. <laughs> Man Off the Hands of Fate is an extraordinarily cheap horror film directed, produced, written, and starring by Harold P. Warren. <laughs> it's always a good sign when half the crew is one guy who is also one twelfth yep. of the cast. Yeah. Uh, Warren was a fertilizer salesman from El Paso, Texas, who made the movie mm. on a bet. In El Paso, Texas. <laughs> so it's one of those gambling sort of bets made in a saloon. Yeah. You know those gambling bets? Yeah. It's definitely got a Mary Shelley feel to it, hasn't it? <laughs> There were three other shit films made at the same time. One of them was Blood on Dracula's Castle. That was made by yeah. Lord Byron. <laughs> um, film critics reacted to this film in a not reacting sort of way, seeing as many of them just never fucking heard of them. That heard yeah. of it. Why would they? Peter Travers didn't even know he was born yet. Was he born? Uh, probably. Probably out. Probably idiot. Yeah, critically reviewing his fellow children. <laughs> Lacks depth. Oh, you're not conventional enough. <laughs> this baby looks like an old whore. <laughs> Say that about my child, baby Peter Travers. You're wrong. <laughs> and he fastens up his smoking jacket and walk, strolls away. Smoking nappy. <laughs> Somebody put that out. <laughs> oh, that's an old sort of Peter Sellers style joke, isn't it? Fantastic. You're in for a good one today, folks. Uh, Betty Pierce reviewing the film's premiere in El Paso, Texas, back in 1966. Right? So a charmingly, uh, there's a newspaper clipping I actually had to transcribe. Felt like one of those historians we trained to be, but then neither of us did. Was it written in old country? <laughs> it was in the old country, Texas. Consign it. For an amateur production, the colour came out very well. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the it. concerns back in 1966. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the colour didn't run, and at no point was our cinema attacked by Indians. So I'm giving it four star. <laughs> Live to fight another day. <laughs> Sincerely, Mayor of El Paso. <laughs> He was actually at the premiere. Perhaps by scrapping the soundtrack and running it with subtitles or dubbing it in Esperanto, it could be promoted as a foreign art film or some sort or other. Aw, remember when Esperanto was a thing? No, probably don't. (laughs) (laughs) There's a good chance that people genuinely don't. Yeah, seven people remember Esperanto. (laughs) And minus seven people can speak it. (laughs) Uh, The public wrote many impassioned reviews of the film, keen to call it the worst thing ever. And uh, I think some of them might have even seen it. Uh, J.J. Ragor over IMDb said, If I were locked in a room for all eternity with nothing to do but watch one single film, I'd choose Manos. I'd choose Manos because inevitably the VCR will break down or the tape will be eaten. And I'd never have to worry about those occurrences with this film because I would never choose to watch it again. What? Oh. Was any of... Right. So he'd choose Manos because inevitably when the film fucks up or the VHS explodes, he wouldn't feel bad about it? That's a real VHS is half empty there, friend. You're missing out on a lot of extra special content there. You are. You're protecting yourself from danger by embracing from only the rubbishes. Yeah. Get yeah. out there, man. What's the point in getting a girlfriend? On. She'll only jam up the VCR eventually. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm glad about when I get a girlfriend is the day that my cock explodes and I won't have to disappoint her ever again. <laughs> Life's hard. <laughs> Come on, JJ Rogor. You sound like a character out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Live like one. <laughs> get dysentery die immediately as if every day is the day before you get your eyes exploded out your head <laughs> come on everyone <laughs> let's get that printed on the t-shirt uh hitchcock over at imdb spoke with a c and no k so oh. i feel i pronounced it correctly c o q uh, as in cocko van hitchcocko yeah. van <laughs> says this isn't even fun 
Three dumb people end up at a house in the country. Imagine one look at that guy and the strange surrounding would send anyone fleeing. Not these people. They go in anyway. Before they are bored to death, things start happening. What things? I don't care. <laughs> you can't reach some people. <laughs> They're beyond hope. Yeah. <laughs> now, in 1993, the film appeared on Mystery Science Theater 3000 and has since developed mm-hmm. a cult following. Uh, it's number three on IMDb's worst movies of all time and has a well-earned reputation as the worst film ever made. Or is it well-earned, or Manos? <laughs> Only one way to find out. Let's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of Pauling. So, Paul, you god of primal darkness. Manos! <laughs> What's something about Manos, hands of fate, that made you want to clumsily exit a scene? Well, this felt a little bit like a one-quick thing, and... It did! I just assumed that I must be going on holiday again. <laughs> Aww. Prepared yourself for an Englishman's so- holiday. You got your sandals <laughs> and your socks ready. Yeah. Your espadrille. I've loaded my passport with uh, hidden weights <laughs> so I can smack <laughs> tiny foreigners with it. Your, your red one, right? Not that blue mess. Oh, no, we're going back to blue mess and we're happy about it. That's right. I get my stupid opinions mixed up. It really matters, you see. And, uh... <laughs> That's what British nationalism is like. It rests upon <laughs> the colour. Petty, petty things when, when <laughs> other things fail to manifest. Well, look, we tried to have an economy and an empire and a good sports team. <laughs> <laughs> and a good manufacturing industry <laughs> incredible politicians <laughs> and people who can stand being in the sun for more than two minutes mm, got tradition though now we have got tradition look at cricket so i think yeah yeah parliament oldest in the world look at that's going <laughs> great <laughs> four more years that's what i say <laughs> is it four probably <laughs> four or five more years not quite the same is it <laughs> <laughs> It's a very British way of saying it, isn't it? Four or five more years. I don't know. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. <laughs> All right, Paul. Well, that sounds British as fuck. What happens in this? Uh, there's a Sunkiss Riviera style opening, say, in El Pas- Paso, Texas, <laughs> where it does feel like some somebody is driving along like a, a, a French waterfront. Oh, sexy. Um, with the music to boot. But then we very quickly enter just desert land yeah. in, in America. <laughs> they enter Texas, also known as Deathland. Yeah. <laughs> Several guns are thrown at them. You'll need these. If you're going to Death Gulch. <laughs> I still say we should press on, says the dad. He was fucking clueless already. <laughs> I have a good feeling about Death Gulch. It's a shortcut. <laughs> We're almost there, honey. Just a little while longer and your vacation starts. We should be pretty close right now. The agent said it was about 12 miles from Highway 10, and that was Highway 10 back there. But you know, we should have asked for better directions at the last gas station. Listen, I've never gotten us lost before. The kid complains about being cold. <laughs> and they're like, um, yeah, it's like, I'm cold. I'm not putting the fucking roof up. I look cool as fuck. Come sit in between us. Isn't that dangerous? Nah, it's the 60s. Yeah. Why don't I also be cold? <laughs> not up here. Look at the heat coming off the uh, shift stick, which I don't need to use ever, apparently. You want that sexual tension coming off me and your ma? Well, warm you right up. Warm you right through. Are you sure this is safe? It's the 60s. You could get in the wheel arch. <laughs> get in the bonnet if you want. But have you had enough cigarettes today? <laughs> Child. Yeah, I hope your singing voice. So they drive past a, a couple who are hell-bent on making out until one of their faces burns off. <laughs> Eventually a cop pulls by them. 
<laughs> and then says, yeah. um, oh, no, shit, that's a different scene. The cop first pulls over the, the couple and says, you've got a broken taillight. There's no excuse for that. I'm sorry. All right, off you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Can you just let us off? I'll go on then. Yes, I can. Then I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he first comes up to them just saying, um, there's no excuses. Running late, kid tired. Yeah, I read the script. <laughs> I know exactly what's going oh, on. Oh, please let us off. It is our first vacation <laughs> in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> All right, then, because it is your first vacation. Have fun in Death Gulch. What? They drive off and, and I... <laughs> have fun in... You're totally going to fucking die road. Thanks. Oh, what a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, it's at this point I write down the note. Holy shit, this song has lyrics. It's <laughs> the first big fright of the film. <laughs> comes 10 minutes in oh yeah the cops then do pull over the the young kids because they're sat safely on a lay-by making out and, <laughs> uh, there's no time for that sort of thing in the 60s yeah <laughs> so is this when they, they 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 pull up to the fated house of the movie yes. house of manos and they meet a lovely old goat boy called torgo <laughs> yes they do i am torgo i take care of the place while the master is away but the child i'm not sure the master would approve or the dog and after one of the most extraordinarily awkward scenes ever filmed, <laughs> yep. he agrees that they should stay. Um, yes, but not before literally everyone in the scene begs the dad not to stay, including Torgo. <laughs> including the dad. The dad feels pretty confident about this. <laughs> I think it's where after they've gone into the fucking house. I, th- I think so. It's, it's something like, honey, and he just says, patience, dear. I can tell he's warming to us. <laughs> yeah. Give it another five minutes of staring at each other and I'm sure he'll come round. So eventually he agrees to let them stay. I mean, kind of. He still continues to say you must go, but whilst carrying yeah. the bags into the house, the two find a very disturbing picture on the wall of this house of a strange man and his dog and they just stare at it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Torgo's still milling around. Oh, Paul, uh, sorry, I'm going to have to stop the podcast for a minute. I just need to go into the next room to uh, get something. Got it. I'm uh, heading back towards the room now. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, Paul. Uh, just had to. Oh shit! I left it in the room. I'll get the, the luggage. We'll stay tonight and then tomorrow. You must be. You cannot stay. The master would not uh, approve. (laughs) The dad says she's my baby. She'll understand about 15 times. Pointedly (laughs) looking at the painting, giving his daughter about whom he was speaking to leave the room. She goes missing. They really worry about her. They're terrible parents. They hear a really loud, terrifying howl from outside to which the father just says, it's just your imagination. (laughs) There's nothing strange here. I feel good about absolutely everything that's happening. She goes outside to investigate the dog growling. They brought a dog with them that she goes outside to growl. And they go outside to investigate. And the wife comes out to say, what happened? And it's like, I love your optimism, love, but it's very audibly still happening. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I'm glad it's over. <laughs> uh, the dog's dead. And that's why the girl runs yeah. out, it seems, to go look for the dog that's dead. 
He comes yeah. back in and he just says something like, My God, Mike, what happened? He's dead. Peppy's been killed. <gasps> Get back in the house, honey. It is just your imagination, but he has been killed. He doesn't say he's dead. Yeah. It's like, sorry, killed. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Death Gulch. Killed naturally. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's nighttime now and um, they're all pretty much <laughs> resigned to their fate. Including the dad, who feels who feels great about this. Torgo comes in and yep. uh, tells the wife that he he loves her or something like that. Yep. Ma- uh, very... Manos and the master aren't going to get their hands on her. It's all for Torgo. He very slowly hands her on the shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> very slowly. Which she eventually objects to. She comes back with the dog. Yeah, um, and they're like, "That's the dog from the painting." No, it's not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> look anything like the dog in the painting I mean it's, it's not their dog show me where you found this dog oh, over here on this film set Bam! there's just fucking <laughs> fires and women and it's implied that this was just left of where they were they're all trying to sleep or do something I don't really know at this stage yeah. and then it is the master's there and Torgo comes in yes in order to slowly molest someone else's shoulder, thereby demonstrating that he's a shoulder man. Well, you're either a leg man or a shoulder man. He, I think at this stage, runs off to go beat up the dad because I've got that it's Torgo tying up the unconscious dad and the music runs out and then music starts up. (laughs) Very Birdemic style. God, yeah, he, he ineffectually ties him up in, yeah. in, in such a way that he can later untie himself as soon as he wakes up. <laughs> well, he just basically doesn't tie him up, it seems, because the guy just gets up later yeah. on. Oh. oh. Wasn't tied. Everything's still fine. <laughs> it's still fine. It's your imagination. Um, <laughs> at this stage, we get the master. He awakens, and the master yeah. is played by Brian from next door. <laughs> Hello. Holy art thou, holy art thou, holy art thou. Manos will be done. Thy priesthood remains steadfast. Thy priesthood remains constant. Thy priesthood remains righteous. A quick scene of the kids who have been making out for the last six hours. Fucking hell, their lips have worn away. <laughs> it's the bloodiest thing you've ever seen. I think they get... They've been cursed by the shadow. <laughs> you only kids from now on. <laughs> there also, there is no shadow, but you, 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 got, you got that. Yeah. You're back, back to your kissing. <laughs> it's just gum. Manos not Manos I keep going to call the master Manos but he's not Manos is the name of the deity he worships Manos yes he goes through this massive ritual in order to awaken his wives and there's an immediate smash cut from his ritual to him just looking dejected whilst they all natter like oh that was a fucking mistake wasn't it my favourite fucking bit of the film because it, it's preceded with the line arise my wives and hear the words of Manos and then the hard cut to his glum as fuck face this is why he's just natter in this circle saying the same five lines all over <laughs> arise my wives and hear the will of my nose why has the child been brought here why and a female child at that. As the oldest of the wives, it is my privilege to say. It's like that big train sketch, you know. Oh no, not him. You <laughs> wanker. Somehow the wives are aware of the visiting family because they say, the woman is all we want. The others must die. They must all die. We don't even want the woman. <laughs> Great. I'm glad yeah. we're 
<laughs> Same person <laughs> says this. Yes, there's one line. <laughs> <laughs> the woman is ours. Kill the woman. She's going to be a great addition to the team. Another one of them is something, says something like, it's okay to kill men, but children... We can't sacrifice them. Kill them. <laughs> but the, the child, the child will one day become a woman. It's different. Totally different <laughs> oh, scenario. Yeah, yes. Very fucking clever, Sandra. Semantics. <laughs> yeah, you love coming in, don't you? Making us all look like idiots. <laughs> oh, she's she's not a woman because she's got a 1920s style flappers haircut. <laughs> That's very regressive of you, Sandra. Oh God, a terrible. Well, I, I, we might be jumping ahead, but eventually a fight nah. breaks out between the wives. Manos yes, leaves. Manos, damn it. <laughs> Manos. The hands of fate leaves. The fight continues. He goes off to kill Torgo, it seems. Yes. Oh, no. But um, <laughs> a terrible fight ensues between the wives, complete with the odd nap. Yeah. Uh, some of them are beaten <laughs> down into unconsciousness, only to get up just when you think the fight is going to end. When the guy is finished playing yakety sacks. It's how an actual fight might go if nobody had any strength whatsoever. <laughs> oh, no. Pushing each other over. Think I'm back. <laughs> At this point, the master does confront Torgo. And he says, yeah. you have failed as Torgo. But because of the awful dubbing, it really sounds like he's saying, you have failed at Torgo. <laughs> you have failed as Torgo. You're not a good Torgo. <laughs> you play the game of Torgo. You either win or you die. <laughs> <laughs> I have in the note Torgo dies He, tor- he Torgo's in- a big game <laughs> Torgo dies And my interest in the film Dies with him <laughs> Yeah I oh. say he dies He just He kind of slumps a bit And man yeah. and Manos Damn it Manos He's Manos Come on <laughs> He is Manos he's, he's Manos to us Well he hypnotises <laughs> him Because he comes back later To be killed Later yeah. I have the note later Oh great Torgo's fine Yeah I really thought he had killed him Yeah I well, that it was is- the scene Yeah then he's just yeah. there. Yeah, no, he's back. Wikipedia says he hypnotizes him, so I'm just going to have okay. to bow to Wikipedia as I do. <laughs> For everything. Um, never. <laughs> well, meanwhile, back at the fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. It just goes on and on, and it's the best thing. Yeah. So it, it's intercut every now and again with the wife going, ah! <laughs> ah! Michael! Mike, where are you? And then it cut, hard cut to him, no music, unconscious. That was so fucking funny. That was like a naked gunshot. Yeah. Fuck Where's me. Mike? He's like a cricket as he's just out cold. I've written the note here. I have to pause the film because a lot happens at once. <laughs> so, first, the master is shown at the house spying on the wife like Torgo did. Yeah. And then we cut back <laughs> to the fight where the master is still there. Yeah. And then the character who brought him to the fight turns and says, there you are. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> oh, <sighs> and at this stage, they do kill Torgo by massaging him to death. Yeah. Wait, well, I don't know if you've ever been to Asia, mate. They <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, they nice. don't buy into Western notions of comfort. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I thought a time massage was nice to be pleasant. These were the blind Manos wives. They, uh, <laughs> they felt his pressure points and they just fucking broke him. Um, they do finally kill Torgo and then... Um, they do finally kill Torgo, but then Torgo's fine. Yeah. And they kill him again by having him touch a stick, which explodes him. And he's definitely dead this time. You can tell by him running away. Using much of the same methods, the master kills one of his first wife. Um, yeah. He rips her dress off a bit and then she's dead. Then he throws... The hand, the burning hand of Manos at her feet. Oh no, yes. Manos! Uh, not Manos, it's Torgo. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's Manos. 
Everything is Manos. Everybody's Manos. It's a clusterfuck. Let the hands of fate embrace you. All the wives are having another fight. Michael wakes up and isn't tied up. Yeah. And he makes his way back to the family and leads them out to the woods and says, Here, follow me. Whoops! And she falls over nothing <laughs> and falls for a while. Oh, well, why did we have to wait for him to escape? He's shit. He <laughs> really is crap. Oh, God. Um, well, then they, fight, they find a rattlesnake and he, he tries to shoot that. <laughs> they find it's... some stock footage of a rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. got Getty images written on it. Getty 1966. <laughs> He shoots that off of it. It's, it's Tor- it. Torgo holding a sign saying Getty in front of the snake. And <laughs> they shoot that. They alert, according to Wikipedia, now I didn't get this, but yes. they alert the no. police who then just decide that it's coming from Mexico. <laughs> they show up in order to point a plastic toy at the darkness for a bit and then they yeah. just go off. Meanwhile, the, fam- the Manos and his hands of fate <laughs> are, um, they're searching and the wives report to him saying, um, we can't find them. We've searched everywhere. Whoops! <laughs> Honey! <laughs> God, you're fucking clumsy. He goes, well, yeah, you are right. We should go back to the house, considering that they're out looking for us. Yes, but they will go back to the house. Eventually. <laughs> it's the last place they look. <laughs> They'll look. But the plan fails immediately. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so there. At, at this stage, then they, they go back to the house and try to shoot him. And yeah. that's it, really. Yeah, they shoot him, but he's out of focus, so the bullets don't go for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and then and then when uh you're wondering what what happened after mike yeah. shot him we then get five minutes of a completely unrelated couple driving yeah. down the same road they drive they both drive past the couple who are still making out and sharing booze <laughs> they're just blooded stumps where faces were at this stage but they're in love you know what can you do oh c'est la vie je t'aime i feel like there's a french saying that means something like such is love but i don't i don't know it uh, what is love? <laughs> c'est le lem. Yeah. C'est lem. C'est lem. Good, glad we got that. Yeah, the couple have been making out for several days. They go back to the same house, yeah. and it turns out that the Mike is where Torgo once was, and he welcomes them. Not Mike! I am Michael. I take care of the place while the master is away. Ah, the end. <laughs> the end? Question mark? The film asks. <laughs> yes, the audience reacts. <laughs> All three of them. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh, fuck me, Paul. <laughs> what do you think of the Manos? Oh, it was hilarious. It was, it was one of the funniest fucking... things I've done recently. <laughs> and I, I, I looked at a very fat dog yesterday. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. But this was better. <laughs> this is better than a fat dog. There's your tagline. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's um, fucking great. I mean, it was it was hilarious. It was even better than Birdemic Shock and Terror, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, oh that's a um, it, it's a very natural point of comparison. The ego yes. is there. The the lack of competency on every level. The acting. The I will say the mm. fact that there's no CGI in this makes it a bit more charming for me. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's a good point it's of not comparison. As long. It's not as long. It's only a, it's a neat seventy minutes. I will say, as with all so bad, there good films except for the very rarest of examples like vampires mm. kids but i know that's a contested term there were some moments during manos in which i was a little bored yeah for sure there was about <laughs> 10 15 minutes that i think yeah. could have been could have been cut i feel yeah. like i mean 
the the dynamic shots of cars doing three point turns and then just driving down very identical looking yeah. stretches of Texas yeah. desert were just there in a Garth Marenghi way to to fill out the time to make it feature length. That is true, but part of it, the length, the ridiculous length, can also be part of the charm. I feel hmm. <laughs> it's like I mean, so considering it's seventy minutes, it's not really taking too much time out of your day. True, is it? just the fact that it is about forty minutes of stuff. Yeah. squeezed into that 75 minutes <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a kick in the balls but it's yeah. still nevertheless just so much fun to watch yeah i mean the, the editing is a, a similar thing oh, to gosh. to birdemic again in in the silences mm. that go on between reactions the the protracted reactions of people there is no place like that around here Mike, I'm scared. Uh, yeah. the, the director, who is also Mike in the film, <laughs> yes. and you know, wrote it, pulled on a bet. He yeah. uh, he must have just kept going, keep emoting, go on. You're a stage <laughs> actor, aren't you? Go on. And, and, and so it's like, I don't know how many times I can pull the same emotion, but you have to... <laughs> but it's people pulling that emotion and then pulling out of it to a neutral resting face and then going back into that emotion. So yeah. it, 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 it just makes the most mesmerizing, confusing yeah. performance from, from most people. Yeah. The best thing was people did this in different ways. Like John Reynolds, who mm. played Torgo, would do that shifting, yes. like rotoscope thing that they have in the Christmas tree. Whereas <laughs> um, the guy who played the master yeah. would just hold whatever expression that he'd yes. been told to hold. And just, yeah, there's a range of bad acting yeah. on the show here. <laughs> it's truly wonderful. I mean, Re- Reynolds was like was cage like. Was yes. it Reynolds? Yeah, John Reynolds. He was just he was fucking incredible. I loved him. He was yeah. simultaneously incredibly charismatic and extraordinarily uncharismatic. Mm. There is nothing to fear, madam. The master likes you. Nothing will happen to you. He likes you. Likes me? I thought you said he was dead. Dead? No, madam, not dead the way you know it. He is with us always. Not dead the way you know it. He is with us always. I, I, wrote, I wrote this, actually. Um, mm. I, I actually mentioned down that he, he had something of the troubadour about him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's definitely going for some sort of incredible performance art, I feel, in his physicality. Yeah, I mean, when he's peering through the window at the mom undressing, he's like a yeah. silent movie villain. Yeah. You can't say anything, so you have to just pull 15,000 faces. <laughs> And, ro- and rotate your entire body 360 yeah. degrees as you're going. Whatever happened on set, it brought out the most fantastical <laughs> performance from John Reynolds. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, God. Well, some of this can be allocated to the production. Um, shall we just have a quick overview of some Go of the it. production issues of it? Yeah. So Hotel Torgo is a 2004 documentary, uh, which is really more of a character study of actor-slash-stuntman Bernie Rosenblum. We knew Hal Warren because he was an actor at Little Theatre and was a nice enough guy. Didn't realize he was just fucking nuts, just totally nuts. I mean, just wacko out, because he was. He wanted to make this movie. He comes down and he says, I'll give you 6% of the movie and we'll give you 5%. That's 11%. Would you do it? I went... Does that mean we get laid too? He says, yes, if you can get laid, that's okay too. I said, we're going to do it. Let's do it. And we did it. He played the guy of the couple who was making out with the girl for endless hours. <laughs> and he's quite the character. What a stunt. <laughs> he's a, a nice guy, mm. but he's he's that guy. He's okay. a big bear of a man. And he's got a raucous laugh and a raucous sense of humor. And um, yeah, it, it makes for most of the documentary is spent with him. It's only half an hour long. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. 
but it also offers some insight into the making of this in here. <laughs> okay. Uh, the film came about because of a bet, as we've mentioned a couple of times, between Harold P. Warren, uh, the everything of this film, and fellow screenwriter Sterling Siliphant, the best-named man ever, <laughs> and probably the most prolific screenwriter you've never heard of. Um, his credits include The Swarm and some other stuff. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, Wong claimed it would be easy to make a horror film and that he could do it on his own. I'm going to directly quote Wikipedia on this. <laughs> Wong accumulated a substantial but nevertheless insufficient <laughs> amount of cash. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he had he had 19 grand, which by current standards is a lot. Yeah. You know? I mean, films have been done on less. Kevin Smith did Red State on 10 grand or something. Yeah. And look at that. Yeah. Superior to Manos, I would say. <laughs> Similar, actually. Oh, not bad point of comparison there. Oh, yeah. There's a crazy... People trapped with crazy lunatics. Oh, shit. It's a good one, better <laughs> thing, that. Oh, well. Yeah. I, I will say Manos had a good... Had more conviction in its ending than... Um, That's true. Red State did. That's true. We all know how we wanted that one to end. Now, filming mainly took place on the ranch of Colbert Coldwell, hmm. a lawyer who shared an office floor with Warren and who later became a judge in El Paso County. Because mm. some people just have lived that kind of life. Yeah. They just, oh yeah, we mostly shot the film in a friend of mine who became a judge in Hanging, in hanging Country. You, you, you can't be in London for that kind of thing, really. No. That's my share of, <laughs> share of floor with. In my office, he became a twat. <laughs> <laughs> in Durham. <laughs> Still. It's quite a place to be a twat. So, the equipment was rented, so they had to film as fast as possible so that one could get the equipment back to the shop in time. Yeah. And they were using cheap hand-wound cameras that could only shoot 32 seconds of footage at a time. But don't worry, they made the most out of that 32 fucking seconds. <laughs> no shot is less than 32 seconds. They, 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 they really thought nothing of doing multiple shots for, for a, sing, a simple activity, like removing a headscarf. <laughs> well, apparently they only did two takes of everything. <laughs> Once they had that... Then... So why the three cuts in the middle of her taking off her headscarf? <laughs> God. We need more angles. You're a madman, Warren. Same angle. It's just, she, she's just 10% further into taking off her headscarf. <laughs> and yet in other places, it's like, mm, we could do another take on that line of dialogue. Uh, the shop's closes at 4.30 on a Wednesday, Warren. Okay. Yeah, they did it. it in eight days, right? Eight nights, rather. Yeah. It, yeah, it was mainly nights. And apparently they would shoot late into the night. So, And they also, they didn't have the equipment to record sound. So all of the characters were dubbed later by like five people. Ugh. Well, can't you give us a break, officer? Well, all right. All right. Sure do appreciate it. We are running kind of late. Okay, but if you're running late, you should have started earlier. Anyhow, no tail light. Have it fixed. Thank you, officer. During filming, this is so insane. During filming, Warren decided that having a beauty queen in the film would be good publicity. So he entered the lead actress, Diane Marie, into a regional <laughs> West Texas beauty pageant without telling her. <laughs> Fucking hell, they really worked, really worked backwards on that. Yeah, wouldn't it have been so much fucking easier to find one who'd already won? Yeah. As opposed to starting a miscongeniality-style subplot. <laughs> You've got to win for the movie. <laughs> but he didn't fucking tell her. He also contacted a modelling agency to get the wives for the master, but one of them broke her leg during production. What do you do? You've got a beautiful woman, but she can't stand. I know, I'll write two characters who remain sat throughout the entire film, making out in a car. Mm, okay. That'll do it. That's why that happened. Okay, yeah. Because she couldn't fucking stand. But they just... <laughs> it's not good enough. It's That's... so not. It's not good enough, because it's 24 hours. They're just... There's only one role I can write for a sitting hot woman, <laughs> and it's making out in this car. God. 
Break the mold. Have her as a policewoman who sits in the car all the time. <laughs> Wait, you say break the break the mold around the leg. <laughs> break the car. Get her out. That Come could on. have been a scene film. in the film. <laughs> Manos heals your leg. <laughs> oh, sorry. I guess I guess the hands should have really given it away. He's more of a, a hand man. Oh, didn't work. I think the most famous piece of production history regards John Reynolds, who was supposed to be a satyr mm. in this fucking film, a half goat man. Mm. So he and the guy who played the master, who also painted that terrifying picture, incidentally, <laughs> made some rigging out of coat hangers to make it look like his legs bent backwards, I guess. Yeah. Only it you wouldn't. put it on the wrong way. <laughs> he did. He, even if you put it on the right way, it would just look like you've got like baggy backs of legs, surely. But anyway, he wore them back to front, so it looks like he has massive knees and he can't walk properly. Yeah, just like he's got rickets. <laughs> he really can't fucking walk with them either. Like, he's just... It's all over the shop. It's crazy. I know. But it explains the voice uh, that he's a satyr. <laughs> he, he, has, he does actually have a goat voice. Uh, what are you doing here? But master, you have six wives. Why can't I have one for myself? But I have one now. This one is mine. You'll never get her. I guess you're right. There is a goaty quality to what he's saying. Okay, well, one last thing from the production is that Warren did organise a limo to take the cast to the premiere, but he could only yeah. afford one, so he had it drop off one group and then go around the block to pick up the next lot and come back again. So that's, you know, that's really not that much smoke and um, is one mirror. <laughs> that's, people are going to see past that. They're just going to look Here to the left. Here comes another limo with the same licence plate. <laughs> yep, exactly. Boy, and the driver. driver looks really tired. <laughs> just put the moustache on the driver. <laughs> Couldn't afford a second limo, but could afford a pit stop team to quickly change the hubcaps and license plate. <laughs> and driver's facial expressions and appendices. Yeah. This time, you're a cheery driver who loves his work. Go. Action. <laughs> you're going to have to go method on this one. <laughs> so It was Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> As driver. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the film. Apparently Warren won the bet, which doesn't seem fair because he certainly didn't prove that filmmaking is easy. No. Oh, man. Easy to make a film, maybe? but <laughs> Easy to literally put yeah. 70 minutes of film on film. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he did prove something because he made a pretty fucking masterful thing. It's just, we're back to intention, aren't we? Mm. This is nothing like he intended. It's... Yeah wonderful for not being that he also claimed that he felt manos was the worst film ever made after the premiere yes but um, that he was also proud of it which yeah it's probably the best reaction we've had off of one of these yeah. directors towards that it's a very reasoned thing that it's like yes i made a big pile of shit isn't it great yeah you know and, and he suggested then and there that it might make a passable comedy if it were to be redubbed which i think you is, don't need to redub know, it <laughs> the, the difference between wizzo and uh and and, and yeah. when <laughs> Wizzo. I'm Tommy Wizzo. Oh yeah. boy. That's the, he no, had right. the ego to make the film in the beginning, but the humility to <laughs> to see it for what it was. And I think there is something yeah. good about that. Yeah, and not disown it. I think that's yeah. a really that's, yeah, easily one of the better responses we've had. And it doesn't make yeah. me sad like um yeah. James Wen. You know, where it's like mm-hmm. So I think that's all there is to say about it really. It's just it's yeah. a really entertaining film. It's fucking crazy. It doesn't work the way it was supposed to, but it works quite a lot in the ways it's not supposed to. It's a quick there's read. There's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some humility there. It's not going to take you long. It's all on YouTube for free in high definition. Yeah. And if that doesn't seal the deal for you, you've got some quick firing Piss for off. you. No. <laughs> also oh, that. sorry. I see where we're going with this. <laughs> sorry. You put the knife back in its 
<laughs> Sheev. Get out my house. Soon, Cassandra. Soon. <laughs> I'll feed you the world. <laughs> um, let's quick fire. Quick fire. The round robin row row your boat was great that they had going on there. <laughs> the one that the kid didn't fucking join in with. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life down the stream. How long as a parent would you have started that and the kid not join in before you just give up? Never give up. Row, row, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> row, row, row your boat. It's your turn soon. Row <laughs> gently down the stream. Merrily, merrily. Okay. Okay, mum, you join in. We, we'll do it. <laughs> We're having fun, aren't we, mum? <laughs> first key to parenting. Yeah. First key, first rule to parenting. <laughs> Never give the up. The second That's key to key. parenting is the one you used to lock them in the cupboard. It's my mum's way. <laughs> I love that key. <laughs> Always keep it clean. As long as I'm good, that key treats me well. I get to suck it. <laughs> and then I can control it. And that's how I relate to things. <laughs> and that's why I'm a massive, massive pervert. Um, speaking of which, I really like the girl's hair of the um, <laughs> the girl who's in the fucking car. Well, it, that's good hair. I like 60s hair. Mm. It's, it's something that's very much not in vogue at the moment. It's a big, nice, blown out, bouffant fucking thing. Maybe it'll swing back around someday. But, um, It'll come back. We've got we've got double denim. It's all it's all cyclical. It's coming back. The wife had really great hair, and I really liked the bouffant on the um, on the Betty who was in car. The one who was in mobile <laughs> couldn't get away mm. from the bloke who she was kissing because of a broken leg. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know that that was her role in the film. <laughs> Just introduced her to this is Brock Stuntman. He's going to be your screen partner. <laughs> oh boy stop licking your lips Brock <laughs> get this woman a chapstick the, the the advice from the policeman to the racing trio at the beginning well if you're running late you should have started earlier it's fantastic advice <laughs> it's, advi- it's advice that your grand would give you yeah I love that <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> I've lost my keys well where did you last put them <laughs> look where they are <laughs> not where they're not that's the key <laughs> Don't put them up. Don't find the keys till you leave the house, so you won't feel benefit. <laughs> Never open your keys indoors. <laughs> Something's wrong with Nan. <laughs> I, I hate you, fiction, Gran. <laughs> I fought a war for you. Did you know? <laughs> yep. She goes shows you a picture of her storming the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> thanks, thanks, Nan. <laughs> God. I guess women did deserve the vote. <laughs> oh, all right. I really like the policeman's incredibly awkward line, whatever it is you're not doing, go not do it somewhere else. <laughs> not. Yeah. Somewhere you're not. Yeah. In. The line delivered by Mike. Well, Targo, which way is out of here? Is the, um, <laughs> it's just the, the, the normalcy with which he uses the yes. name Torgo. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and he wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Torgo, it's going to be a long winter. Talk to Wingus and Dingus over here. Wingus, Dingus. <laughs> That kind of brilliance. It's really good. I can't get past this couple in the car because the girl's <laughs> face, when she's admonished, yeah. the, when the cops are, you know, I, I think it's when she's saying, well, where are we supposed to go? And there's a good 20 seconds more of her face just kind of looking all disappointed, like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> it's very oh. samurai cop, isn't it? Yeah. And an eyebrow just shoots up at the end. And yeah. I love it. She had really good eyebrows. There's a lot of good fake eyebrows in this film as well. <laughs> She's the one who should have been forced into a beauty contest against her will. <laughs> and knowledge. Everyone should. That's the... <laughs> just once. Just once in your That life. way, if you don't win, you don't have to find out. It's the Monopoly way. 
You just get a letter one day. You go on first place in a beauty contest. Oh, great. <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh, now I'm going to jail. <laughs> Why did I agree to this lifestyle? Is it your go or my go? It's my go, isn't it? Well, it's your go, uh, yeah. Unlike the woman, I will wrench myself away from the, the, the make-out couple <laughs> scene. Uh, the dog does a trick. He stands on his legs. Hooray. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the way the dad just gives a little smile. I think looking at the dog, like, this isn't the weirdest situation I've ever been in. It's just a nice gathering where my do- my daughter's doing a trick with the dog. Yeah. There's the initial zoom in on, Tong- on Tongo. Yeah, great. It's not like we've been saying his name all the way through this. That initial zoom in is amazing. Yeah. Music and his performance. about Torgo he's very engaging and there's something he's a he's a kind of a beautiful man mm. there's there's a real youthful kind of ever so slightly androgynous loveliness to him which yeah. is then totally blind by the big beard and the bizarre get up it, it means he's got a very unusual presence that i really responded to a mm. lot i also really enjoyed the fact that he designed the prosthetics himself yes when he's saying the line he's not dead not the way you know it <laughs> Just so how does he pronounce it with an extra syllable? <laughs> He's a goat. It's how goats say it. <laughs> the close up of Manos, uh, not it's Manos again. The close up of the master's <laughs> face just before yeah. he kills, he, before he hypnotizes Torgo is amazing. He's got this skewed, deranged <laughs> look in his eye and this cocky smile yeah. as Torgo's cane goes back and forth across the screen. His, and his look is unswerving. It's actually really mm. good. It's the look of a dangerous motherfucker who knows he's dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really like Torgo's staff, which is shaped like a hand, but yes. it's like a really rusty. He probably made it himself again. It's yeah. just a really shit kind of rusted, yeah. um, like a trowel. He's cut up into a hand. It's really good in that way. Mm. I like it. Yeah. The master really did like spreading his arms a lot. Um, it seemed to be mm. his go-to gesture. You know, um, I can't remember which school of acting it is, um, but it's, it's is it vaguely St- Stanislaskian where you have like a uh, <laughs> a, ge- a gesture or a sort of... M- m- mannerism that helps you buy into the ca- get into the character and his just seemed uh, to be holding his arms out wide <laughs> whether he was pointing costume. or talking yeah um but it yeah. was good in this because uh it helped show off his lovely cape which had bright red hands mm-hmm. on it when it was properly spread out yeah. um and he had to show <laughs> off that other good uh bit of wardrobe somehow yeah so well well than him <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Um, if the master being out of focus was on purpose to make him creepy, then it's brilliant. I yeah. wonder if it was. <laughs> Big if, yeah. Big if, because the fork, the background was super in focus. So if that was the idea, just that he's like a, a misty kind of presence that the bullets are just going to float through, then that's pretty cool and menacing. But again, it's, it's hard yeah. to give it credit for that. I think what the difference is, you go from past decisions made in the film. So if Nolan did it, <laughs> you, you go, God, f- fantastic. That's kind of been set yeah. up set up for 17 hours. It's hard already. to suspend disbelief and think this was the first thing that they did on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another a little detail. Um, I didn't notice this. A YouTube commenter pointed it out. When the wives are meeting, there's a creepy bit where there's a couple of like yellow lights in the darkness that move around. And it just kind of disappears behind a pillar. Mm. It might have been a lighting rig or something, but maybe it was the eyes of Manos watching them. <sighs> the unseen Manos. That's creepy. It could have just been the creepy eyes of the director peeking in to make sure everybody was acting improbably. I really like the creepy ending. Like the melancholy ending of just, yeah, they got him. Yeah. They've lost their free will now. Even the kid is just going to be a bride one day. And the kid, yeah, fucking hell, that was crazy. 
Yeah, it was really it creepy. It didn't kill the kid, despite the fact that the party who wanted to kill the kid survived. <laughs> yes, that little civil war between them yeah. kind of resolved itself. My last good thing is one moment of horror which actually worked for me quite well, which is when the master grabs Torgo's hand and touches the stick. And there's a match cut to him suddenly holding a very disfigured, burning hand. And Torgo runs off screaming in the distance. Mm. And the master just has this hand on fire and he starts laughing. It's really eerie and creepy. Like, it's not clear what the fuck just happened. But it's mm. horrible, you can tell. And yeah, yeah that, that was good. I like that. Cool. And he's also just holding that flaming hand, which doesn't really have an end. It's just a whole unit of hands that is on fire. But he's quite confidently just got it in his hand. Very menacing. So that's Manos, the hands of fate. Yeah. Let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. It's a little out of place for us to have a one better thing because, of course, we did really enjoy the film. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we don't like to do that. But I think we've done it before, the one legitimately better thing. Yeah. Where it's like, here are some films that do the same thing, but on purpose. Yeah. So the film I'm going to recommend is Blood on Satan's Claw. Hmm. It's a 1971 horror film, um, which is about, it's early 18th century England, and a farmer uncovers a deformed skull that has something demonic about it in a field. Hmm. And from there, things in this little village start going weird. Creepy things start happening. Children are developing patches of fur, which is consistent with signs of witchcraft, and there were like claws developing and um, it's just really sinister. It has the sense of sinisterness that I feel like ma- uh, Mango, Mango, fuck it. Yeah. Morgo, Mandos. Mango, Mango hands of fruit. Mandy <laughs> was going for. It's just, it's, um, it's got that sort of suburban family mm. or rural family. Sorry. It's um, what Mark Gattis describes as folk horror. Yeah. It's um, only it's British. So it's even creepier because British folklore is really genuinely fucking terrifying. You ever seen Morris Dancers? It's the creepiest shit you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> yeah. And this has that all over. So it's just, and it's the children as well who are sort of delivering the evil. And it reminds me of the rituals that the uh, the wives are up to is the stuff that the kids are doing in order to try and encourage this satanic mm. acti- activity as, a, as an act of youthful rebellion. So, And it makes great use of the British countryside in a way that uh, Manos didn't. Didn't even try to use the British countryside. <laughs> Rubbish. This is the worst thing about Shropshire I've ever seen. <laughs> Said the audience in Texas, El Paso, Texas. <laughs> Zero stars, Kim Newman. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait until Harry Knowles has his say. <laughs> then we'll know. And Harry Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> My one better thing. You all know it. We've talked about it countless times in the past. We haven't said it as one better thing yet. And some of you still may not have seen it because, you know, some people feel weird about horror. It's Get Out. Yay! For the ultimate modern horror about a normal guy entering headlong into a world of cultists from which there is no apparent escape and everything's quite weird. This is probably it. Um, <laughs> for those not yet covered in the gooey Moorish coagula, Chris oh. played by Daniel Kaluuya goes to visit his white girlfriend's parents and that's all I've written for the one better thing. Um, <laughs> End of notes. <laughs> let's try and, let's try and have, <laughs> add live this. It, the, uh, the, the all-white cast, the, the weird hypnotised black staff and, uh. Uh, and romantic partners of uh, some of the elderly uh, attendants to one of the parties thrown by his girlfriend's parents start to alert him to... The fact that something very sinister is going on. Don't really need to discuss this, but it's a social horror. Mm. Um, It's as as far as I'm concerned, it's fucking fantastic for it. It gets into the more subtle, subtle aspects of everyday racism that Mm. uh, legislation doesn't doesn't quite cover. Yes, 
Um, mm. I said plenty about it when I talked about it. It's my favorite film of 2017. Yeah. I'll just um, emphasize, because it just occurs to me there when you mentioned it, um, Betty Gabriel and Marcus Henderson as the, um, the, um, the help, Georgina and Walter, yeah. are so fucking mm. good. In particular, Betty Gabriel, who has this terrifying kind of manner to her that's really unnerving. It's it's the definition of creepiness because you just don't know whether or not you're meant to be afraid. But yep. you, well, or rather, you know you you are meant to be afraid, but you have no idea where it's coming from or why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Very yeah. well put. Love it. Okay, oh. that was the one better thing. The one better thing. Polly, Polly, Polio. Where can people find out about the game of pools? Do 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 do. Pools for the revenge. Uh, <laughs> tracked on. That's good, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, face, Facebook and Twitter at OGT Pod. Send us an email at gmail OGTPod at gmail.com. Uh, like and subscribe. Do all the things. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube is where you can find us. If you haven't told a friend yet, tell them. If there's that, there's that gaping void in their life. They've got a coagula-esque void that have been waiting to fill since their cult fell through because of racism. This is us. This is where we come in. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. It's so hard to get a good cult off the ground these days. Racism didn't work. Try the pools. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Do any of your friends want to have their complete body and soul taken over by a pool? If so, get in touch. We're looking for some new bodies. Sweet Christ, are we? Mine's held together with sellotape, but it's rained at least once. <laughs> in terms of standard, I'm just going to say... Michael Keaton minimum. Mm. And we'll go from there. I want someone taller, so don't come up with like Gail Garcia Bernal. <laughs> I'm sick of that life. I'm sick of the small man's life. Give me... <laughs> small man's life. I'll, 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 take a, <laughs> I'll take a Ryan Gosling. He seems a man of good stature and we both have a big chin, so... You sure you don't want to try the, the sort of extreme and get like a Danny DeVito going on? It might be It might be you're just not leaning into it enough. That's true. Middle ground's always bad because <laughs> no one respects me as a small man. The small men hate me and the... <laughs> The tall men deride me. Tall men fucking hate the... you. I, I can't explain it. It's envy. It's every day. Fortunately, in Australia, land of the giant, that doesn't happen so often <laughs> nowadays. Land of the six I... foot four gorgeous people. Yeah, I, I just feel slightly inferior, which is probably my, my lot in life. <laughs> it's a good lot for an artist. Yeah, so for that, please tell everyone about us. And, <laughs> and you know what? Take care. We've heard from your dad. We know things were a bit rough. So we just, you know, stay safe out there. We can't all be a Danny DeVito. If we've learned something from Manos, the hands of fate, mm. is that we can't all be down into Vita. There's not enough room in the world for it. But we all we all can be a contestant in the Texas beauty pageant. <laughs> Whether we want to or not. And I think that says a lot about the beauty in life. Yeah, and Texas. Mm. No, he, didn't, he didn't need a form with her signature on it or anything, or did he fucking <laughs> dupe her in some way? I just need your, um, your signature on this uh, big paycheck. Oh, boy. You want to read it? No. <laughs> when, when is a signature ever really checked? Ever. <laughs> that's true. For, for, for a beauty pageant. It's like, well, it's signed. That's that's kosher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just says Harold P. Warren crossed out and then Harold P. Warren also crossed out. And then eventually <laughs> he fucking gets her name in there. Yep. Looks legit. <laughs> this is good enough for me. Texas. <laughs> I'm Texas, the man. You'd be amazed what flies with me. Oh, I thought you were doing a sign-off. <laughs> I'm Texas. I'm also Texas. <laughs> I'm Texas Lebrexis. <laughs> Look, Brexit. And the one good thing about Brexit it's how much closer to Texas we're all going to get. <laughs> <laughs> how much closer to Texas it gets us. Yeah.